Welcome to the Duo Podcast. That's Disney, Universal, and Orlando. I'm Amelia. And I'm Gabriella. We are two sisters who are not so secretly obsessed with all things Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, and Orlando as a whole. We're going to be talking about our favourite rides, our much-loved places to eat, how we plan our trips, and our most memorable experiences at our number one vacation destination. Plus, we're going to have a few special guests weaving their way in and out of the episodes, so please do listen in, get involved through social media, and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Duo Podcast with me, Amelia. And me, Gabriella. And we are coming to you today to talk about one of our, not one of our, but probably our favourite thing about going to Orlando, which is food. And food. specifically our favourite event that happens in Disney World, which is the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Yeah, Yay! which it pr- practically runs for like half the year now. Yeah, it's running for a really long time. I think usually it runs from like August until maybe this early November, but this time it has just started. It's July now and it's running all the way, you know, all the way through until the start of winter. So, which is epic. And it's also such a tease because it's like, I almost think maybe they're trying to keep it open so that if the borders open, everybody still gets a chance to go and enjoy it mm. <laughs> and at the same time so. we're, we're waiting for you we've got all this food for you <laughs> are they uh, is this then um because I thought I know that they've opened it early but are they are they keeping it open for longer are they not doing the festival of the holidays this year they are oh great question I'm not too sure on that Gabrielle I'll have to get back to you mm. I still think they probably on that one. I think they probably will because I don't think they'll at that point it'll be the 50th anniversary so I think mm. they're just going to try and do as much as they possibly can but in this episode in particular we're going to do this is going to be like a little bit of a food and wine mini series because we were trying to come up with different things to talk about we were like whoa we should just make this into its own thing and this particular episode is a part one of two about all of the things we would eat at the new festival stalls and Mm -hmm. this was just going to be one episode but we looked and we saw that there's like there's nearly 10 new stalls and we were like okay we've got to split this up I think they're opening them in waves as well um so I don't know if everything that's listed on the site that we checked I don't know if that's everything that's opened in the first wave yes it is yeah the ones- oh my god so there's gonna be like a whole other uh, like wave within the next few months of new stalls on top of the old stalls as well yeah because I think they're holding off until the 50th anniversary starts so all the favorites like Ireland and oh like uh there's a couple Australia more, but- yeah there's a couple more like India that they're waiting until October 1st before they go for it so but you have all of these goodies to try if you do get there in time before then so we're gonna get started we're just gonna dive right in the first place we are looking at is called Brewing at Epcot Experience and right off the bat when I hear that I think of something like smoky maybe like a Mm. smoky vibe like comfort food vibe type of thing chicken wings Mm. I guess if it says wing I feel like that's probably an obvious obvious choice yeah and probably some IPA type of beers yeah yeah (laughs) I think so yeah yeah you would think so do you want me to can I I read the actual menu and then we can comment on it 
yeah go for I've it I've got it right in front of me and it you don't need so to good. don't need to read the prices I guess because I feel like that would get really long but we can yeah, link it we'll pop in the show notes where we have found all of these menus from yeah so what what they have available um at the brewing by the looks of things um is number one garlic parmesan wings with celery and ranch number two is barbecue wings with celery and ranch Number three is teriyaki sesame wings with, you've guessed it, celery and ranch. <laughs> um, then they've got traditional buffalo wings with the same. And also mango habanero wings with celery and ranch. Ooh. And then they, as well as that, they've also got a cheesy flatbread and a pepperoni flatbread as well. So this feels like a really nice feels very wingy. of hooters. <laughs> a nice, yes. nice hooters we have here. But I mean, absolutely. I would be all over that. Yeah. You know what I wish that they kind of did, though, because they all sound so good, is I wish that they did a sampler platter, which it doesn't look as though they have um, on the menu at the moment, where you could get, say, one of each wing. Because there's garlic parmesan, there's barbecue, teriyaki sesame, buffalo, mango habanero. They, They are all incredible. I think probably the only ones that I perhaps wouldn't bother with is the barbecue wings um just because like you know you can get barbecue anywhere but the garlic parmesan sound that's that was the thing when we were just putting together this episode and I looked and I said to Amelia like my mouth is actually watering um and it was because of the garlic parmesan wings yeah I think I would have to go with I've since since leaving home and being like out in different countries one thing I've really tried to do is always try something new whenever I go to somewhere to eat mainly because I want to try and get a good value for money so I think I would be leaning into the garlic parmesan wings and the mango habanero wings just because I mean mango habanero that's going to be sweet and, and nice and spicy and one and obviously garlic parmesan wings how can you go wrong with that however I'm such a, I don't love chicken on the bone. I don't like the experience of biting into something soft and then hitting bone. <laughs> so mm. I'd be like carving yeah. away at that on the side. And it doesn't, and it doesn't look as though they've got a boneless option, which is a shame. And and so I'm kind of like, I, I'm thinking that in my ideal world, I would probably get one of the cheesy flatbreads and then I would get the glazes as like dipping sauces. And that would make me really happy because then I don't have to faff around with like sucking a chicken off the bone. This is, te- you know, this, this <laughs> like want of a better expression. This is typical Gabby, like going up to the stall at Food and Wine and be like, hi, so I'd like the flatbread with the cheese, but can instead of like, you know, having any of the chicken wings, you just give me the glaze, even though you don't even yeah. offer that or you don't It's do like, it. can, I, can I have the glazed chicken wings without the chicken wings? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah, so I think it's it's almost a shame that you're right. They sh- it would be much better if they did a sampler. I totally agree mm. because all of these are like $7.50 each. And so obviously you probably only want to get one or two, but they are all, they all do sound really good. So if you mm. wanted to get all of them, you're, you're going to be spending like $40. Yeah, and the flatbreads are $9, but I think like flatbread, it is much of a muchness at the end of the day. It's kind of like pizza. It's got cheese on it um it's got pepperoni on it you know but and then the other thing as well is that I thought that there would be some sort of beers involved with it being brew dog but it doesn't look as though there are any 
yeah that's because I totally forgot to copy and paste them so I'll just read them out now for you and then oh, you go on. Know. so you got a Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company Pineapple Vibes Blonde Ale that's, sold yeah I know <laughs> definitely Central 28 Beer Company Groveland Road Blood Orange IPA interesting Wicked Weed Brewing Watermelon Dragon Fruit Session Sour which that sounds really actually I'm not really a watermelon person but I know you are They've got Bold Rock Honeycrisp Hard Cider, Starcut Cider's Magpie Hard Cider, Blake's Hard Cider Co., Apple Lantern Roasted Pumpkin. Wow, I don't even know how to say that properly. That was a mouthful. <laughs> but you can also get a beer flight or a cider flight with that. So yeah. I, think, I think we would get both. <laughs> yeah, I totally back that up big time. I was waiting for you to say that. Um, because I think sometimes the way that I feel like with IPAs especially is I feel like I always, I, I like to go for one that's, that says that it's got a fruit in it, but then it really does just taste kind of like an IPA at the end of the day with like a bit of like an aftertaste of a fruit. So um, I don't know as I'd want like a full one of one of them. I definitely would hit the cider flight like big time and would probably, if you were having the IPA flight, I would take sips of every one. Yeah. yeah they definitely like Disney if you're listening to this right now why is there not a chicken wing flight yeah that's the only thing I find with food and wine that all, there's a lot of because I'm not a massive beer aficionado or cider or anything like that but I do enjoy trying different ones but the problem with food and wine is that there's so much and each diff, each country has their own flight and it's like it makes it really difficult to decide especially for someone that doesn't really know much about beer I'm like oh well this one well I prefer this one well I prefer this one so I guess Disney my request to you downsize simplify no <laughs> I totally disagree I completely disagree I love flights flights are my favorite thing the tequila flights the wine flights yeah the no, flights, that's fine flights. but I mean like there's too there's too many options of the same thing like there's too many mm. beer options in like Germany all these different places I don't know I don't know I, I, I'm definitely in the minority I see that <laughs> But mm. so let me go. Let's go to the next one then. And remember, you guys, if you're listening to this, let us know what you would have as well. What would be your choice? What would be your pick? You do the food, um, I'll do the drinks. Okay, cool. So the next one then that we are looking at is the donut box. And apparently, did you say, Mill, that this is not technically new, but it's new to us? Yes. So this one is new to us, which I, I personally, I think it must have come last year rather than because I don't actually remember this being there when we were there in 2019. No, I don't so, think I've ever seen it. Because dad, dad would have been all over that, like, mm. icing, like icing on a donut. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. So what they've got available at the donut box is a candy jar donut made with M&M's, Snickers and Twix. Then they've got a sriracha glazed donut. They've got the chef's donut of the day, which presumably changes every day. Um, then they've got the donut box, which is pack of where you get four of the daily donuts. Um, and then they do a crispy chicken on a sriracha glazed donut. It's good. That looks like good value. If I was, yeah. into, if oh, I was into donuts. Oh, yeah, because those donuts, the, the individual donuts by themselves are $5 each. That's all. For the box of donuts, it's 16 for four donuts, which is really reasonable. And then for the crispy chicken on the sriracha glazed donut, it's eight fifty. Um, which I think that's kind of expensive and that's probably what I would choose. Um, 
strangely, surprisingly, I am really curious about a sriracha glazed donut with chicken in it. Um, but apart from that, I think that the others are, are really, really good, good investments. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not a donut person. I find them there's just too sweet for my palate. So I think the only one I'd probably lean towards is the sriracha glazed crispy chicken donut. And I think I would only do that if I'd heard enough times from other people if it was really good. Mm. If it was like, no, there's not really much talk about it, I'd probably give it a miss just because it's like, it has to be really good, sweet and savory for me to want to risk potentially not liking something but it does sound mm. good that sounds really I just good. love the idea of using a donut as a bun <laughs> no that's so that's so American isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> so Disney-fied <laughs> so um, so for the drinks they've got you can have a strawberry smoothie which is non-alcoholic you can have left-hand brewing bittersweet imperial coffee milk stout start that's like a really heavy that's like a heavy it's like a Guinness I think yeah yeah you can have a black and white coffee cocktail or a corksicle classic tumbler. Tumbler. Now, corksicle. All I know about corksicle is that they sponsor food and wine. I don't know. Mm. I think they because I was watching Molly at All Years. If you want to see a good review of food and wine, it's like an hour and a half, and she takes you through everything going on at the festival. And I think corksicle do like lifestyle products because they had a lot of products mm. like tumblers and all these different things so I don't know exactly what they do but that's when if you see corks are called and that's the the sponsor of food and wine mm, for me I think those drinks are a bit of a mess yeah not gonna it's lie not- I'm like I'm not into like coffee flavored alcohols mm. and a strawberry smoothie literally like I could make that at home in fact we do make we do make them at home <laughs> I was thinking the same. It almost makes me wonder, like, how, I wonder why they didn't do... I always say that. It always makes me wonder. I wonder why. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wonder why they didn't do, like, a donut smoothie. Yeah, or, like, a donut milkshake. Or just do milkshakes, like like what we do. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, they're not, Disney's not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. So fail, so fail Disney. But the but for me, that sriracha glazed donut is would be a bit of a, a hit, something that I would definitely need mm. to try. Because I, I know that they do um they do like a burger on a donut bun or something like that at Pop Century, I think it is, or all secret movies. secret menu item at Pop Century. Yeah, and like when I was pregnant, I really really wanted to try that, um, and then never got round to doing it. But I am really curious. It's like um when we've had it the is it the Sleepy Hollow where it's like the waffle with chicken like spicy chicken on a waffle thing which was actually super stodgy and it was like a bit of a mess for us but there's just something about eating something that's super super sweet with something that's super super savory that I'm curious about Mm. I'm just looking at the menu for this next place and oh my god we are going to have everything okay let me let me get it let me read it okay so this is lobster landing right yeah so at lobster landing we've got the new england lobster tail with lobster bisque sauce Mm. then there's a lobster chowder with bacon corn potatoes and oyster crackers and then there is also a baked lobster dip with old bay chips yeah everything like every single thing holy moly holy moly that's just i I'm looking, I want everything. Yeah, that's definitely mm. right. I'd have everything from that store. Yeah. 
yeah that's, that sounds really good and I am like such a, a lobster lover like we love fish in general like we're quite a fishy family like Cape May Cafe is one of our well it used to be in one of our absolute number one favorite places to visit in Disney World and you know whenever there is a, a lobster roll or something like that we'll always order one at least um to try it and take a bite and usually we'll order more than one after that shortly thereafter um and another place where I really want to try something that involves lobster is the Grand Floridian Cafe where they've got the burger with lobster and lobster bisque sauce all over a burger so this really reminds me of that and Oh, and another really great thing that they used to do with lobster as well was the Lobster Benedict um, at 1900 Park Fair. So Disney do lobster really well. Like, mm. And we've, we've always enjoyed it in the past and we definitely want to hit up some lobster on our next trip. So this would be like the place to go. And I'm also such a sucker for like soups and chowders and anything warm. That's always been a bit of like a side joke of how I always really like to have very warm, comforting foods in the blazing heat. So just seeing the lobster chowder with bacon, corn and potatoes is like, <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Yes. Mm. That's like, it's so funny because it's so true is that you've always been like that. Even when we were little, we would go to like Londono in Wales for the day and it would be super, super hot and sunny. And I would I would want an ice cream or like waffles or cramp like crepe I was gonna say crankcakes crepe pancakes um and Melly would be like have they got any lobby or like pa- or like a pasty yeah a, a, a cheese a pasty roll. yeah sausage roll yeah it's like, so true. oh my god it's so weird but yeah and you made a really great chowder one once recently didn't you when I, I recently did. like not long before you went away no, I did. I was so really good. I was really proud of that. That was a really yummy chowder. Super heavy, but like really comforting. <laughs> Super heavy. So I'm gonna run through the drinks at this at Lobster Landing. They've got Coronado Brewing Company Salty Crew Blondale, which I like. That's kind of Blondales are quite nice and light. Steenberg Sparkling Sauvignon Blanc. I love wine. Sean Minor Chardonnay, don't like Chardonnay, it's too sweet for me. And Cape Cudder, which is a cocktail with vodka, cranberry, pomegranate and lime. I feel like you would have that. Mm. I might do, but I think because of the fact... It's not sweet enough, is mm. it? Yeah, I don't think it's quite sweet enough. I think that I would probably have a, one of the glasses of wine, but I might just have like a lime wedge in it and just squeeze it in because it like just adds to the lobster fishy experience mm. I think I think that white wine with fish like you can't really go wrong yeah um but when when you said about how you don't like was it you don't like chardonnay I don't like chardonnay because it's quite sweet oh see I would probably have that one then because I like yeah. I don't know anything about wine you guys um but I know that I prefer sweeter wines um I Ugh. don't like super dry ones yeah you're weird I'm joking <laughs> you're weird weird okay so let's head over to mac and eat which will be the last one of this of this section this this episode this part episode (laughs) the last one of this so mac and eats what they've got available here is traditional macaroni and cheese with herb panko a truffle macaroni and cheese with herb panko a cowboy macaroni and cheese with smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers and onion straws. Or a macaroni and cheese with house-made Italian sausage and peppers, which is actually a plant-based 
um, Italian sausage and peppers. So, I mean, I was. Go on, you can go first. Absolutely, pork belly with pork belly, pork belly with brisk <laughs> with brisket, pork belly. <laughs> I just took a drink of water at the same time as you said that and nearly spat it all over myself. Pork, pork belly. I love the pork belly and brisket burnt ends. Well, yes, that's what I would go for just because I don't, I'm not a, a mass, it's not that I'm not a mac and cheese fan, it's just not usually my go to. So I think if I can weave in some smoky, meaty flavors into that, then I will be mm. all over that. Funnily enough, one of the, um, uh, like dishes that I've just had delivered today from um, HelloFresh is a truffle mushroom mm. and parmesan macaroni cheese, um, which is really nice. And you know how you, how you do it? Because I was like, how? Oh, what's the? How do I get? The, is it with truffle oil? Is it with actual? Are they going to send me a truffle mushroom? It's like with powder. It's like mm. a kind of powder granulated truffle. Anyway, really nice. Um. So I would have chosen that one in times gone gone by, but because I know how to make it now. (laughs) um, And I was nearly totally sold on the pork belly and the brisket until I realised that the Italian sausage was plant-based. And Mm. then I was like, oh, I actually really want to try that because I love love me some salami so, so much. And that's one one of the main foods when I'm at home that like prevents me from being vegetarian is because I, I like a slice of salami like just as it is roll it up straight in my mouth <laughs> so um so to have a plant-based Italian sausage I'm really curious and would definitely want to try that for sure I always find as well that plant-based or any kind of meat alternative to sausage is always I've never had a bad experience they're all, like mm. corn, corn sausages you can't go wrong they're delicious yeah they're really oh, good the texture's them. always really good and the texture's always way better they don't of, do any of, of that plant-based sausages they don't do any of that stuff here they just do like I don't know kale infused weird sausage for like three times the price or something oh that sucks the one thing that I will say about mac and cheese in the U.S. is that I need to I need to see it and be able to smell it before I would decide whether I actually want to buy it or not because some of the mac and cheese in Florida can be just like super tasteless um, and it's that uh, like see I like quite a strong pungent like cheesy cheese so I know that they do um it's, it's called something like a schnimpfen or something at the Germany pavilion and that looks really good that's like a baked mac and cheese and when you like when you sco- when they scoop it out it comes out almost like a slab and when you pick a piece off it's like stringy cheese like it's real cheese um but a lot of mac and cheese in the US is like totally super super processed but it do- also doesn't taste of much um it's not like uh, and I know I'm talking about cheese a lot here but it's not like a cheese whiz processed cheese which if you've ever had a jar of cheese whiz in the US then you know what I'm talking about where it's like really tangy cheese super super flavorful but still definitely orange and processed um but yeah if it's the kind of plastic cheese which I don't mind on some fries but that's usually when I've got some barbecue sauce to dip as well. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want that on my mac and cheese. It, it just kind of kills, kills it for me. And it's just like a bowl of stodge. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, that's your um, lesson on cheese today. 
yeah there's there's my my um cheese expertise oh it's my, my expertise <laughs> oh my gosh oh my we, have, we have fun don't we don't worry <laughs> moving on to the drinks for mac and eats you can have an 81 bay brewing company lemon hazy ipa Ooh, that sounds very nice le ecole number 41 chenin blanc or the evolution by Sokol Blosser Pinot Noir. I think I'd probably have the Pinot Noir. I don't think I would probably order anything from there. Yeah, but if you I, had, I don't if feel you had like to, if you had to. Oh, if I, if I had to, I'd have the Licol, the um, white wine, probably. Mm-hmm. But, if, but if I didn't have to, because it's my money and I get to do what I want with it, um, I would. <laughs> I would probably, if they just did a Coke. I would probably just have a Coke with a mac and cheese. I don't feel like I want like a fancy drink. I just want something that's going to be sweet that will take take like some of the hit off the salty. Mm. And you definitely want to share mac and cheese, don't you? It's. I mean, I'm talking about the heaviness, but like how even though we're saying that I would love chowder and stuff like that, but it's like cheese plus pasta essentially so this mm. I feel like this would definitely be a sharing item that being said if you can yeah. da- if you can get one of these down you by yourself no judgment here you do you yeah but to me I think it's a bit of a filler like it's yeah. just the sort of food that you just like if you're absolutely starving or you're carb loading or something then yeah you'd probably but there's because there's so many other incredible options I think that you do sort of get to a point where it's it's not it's funny because like the first time time that we ever went I the when I was using my own money for the first time I was like oh I need to choose based on how much money I've got but now it's not about the money it's about how much actual space I have in my stomach um in order to eat and it kind of reminds me a little bit because I remember mom mom said once like oh it makes you wish that you had three stomachs um and that may reminded me of um is it on the hunger games where they have like a drink that like where they can like go and throw up or something so that they can eat more yeah yeah it's yeah it's, <laughs> it's like basically. If, if that was ever gonna be if that was ever gonna be a thing which I think I'm sure it probably is in the um eating disorder community unfortunately but that that would be where you would do it would be on food and wine festival <laughs> yeah oh or maybe just pace yourself because we all need to stop being so greedy <laughs> yeah so so freaking gluttonous so true so true so we're going to do another one of these then aren't we um where we're going through another four stalls or so Mm -hmm. yeah because there's as we were going through there's still quite a few more delicious places that we can't wait to talk about and then we'll also be talking about our favorite places maybe even talk about which of the like which new items from stalls that we've always missed we would try Mm. and yeah just different things that are going on the festival because like we said this is our favorite well I think I speak for us both when I say like it's our favorite event that happens in Disney Mm. World like the food and wine yeah so as we know as well that like most most of our listeners are from here in the UK which means that they are unlikely to get there within the next four weeks let's be optimistic and think maybe by the end of August some of us may be able to go um but as a bare minimum hopefully this is sort of an opportunity for us to live vicariously through these menus and to fantasize and to dream and to um vision and manifest what it is that we would like the next time that we do get to go and hopefully bring back a few memories for you as well about your favorite favorite food items that you've ever had when you've been on the food and wine festival 
Yeah, so let us know your experiences. Let us know your favorite thing. Let us know what you would like to eat. We are the Jiro Po on Twitter and the Jiro Podcast on Instagram. And we seriously love to hear from you. So be sure to reach out, get in touch, rate and review this podcast wherever you can. And yeah, we will speak to you guys next week.